Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Smudge of Blades is the only Indigenous hockey apparel brand in Canada. Indigenous hockey in Canada, it isn't just a sport, it's a cultural celebration. Check out our website at www.smudgeofblades.com. Indigenous entrepreneurs, it's our time to shine. Powwow Pitch is all about supporting powwow vendors to grow their reach while celebrating our diverse Indigenous culture through trade. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch today to sign up for a 60 day free trial to trade more with each other and the world. Hey, welcome everyone to the powwow pitch podcast, a show empowering indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quam Tanasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi and Anishinaabe. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins, and today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Herb Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom, connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard with the support of an entire ecosystem of partners committed to the success of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Every two weeks, spring through fall, we drop a new episode. So be sure to subscribe to Powwow Pitch on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to the Powwow Pitch podcast. Also, be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to sign up for our newsletter and to get in the loop about support, resources, funding, and opportunities for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Powwow Pitch Podcast. Today we're talking about Indigenous storytelling and cultural revitalization through entrepreneurship and investing in Indigenous youth. 
My guest today is award-winning filmmaker and entrepreneur, Erica Daniels. Erica is Cree and Ojibwe from Peguis First Nation. She is a proud mother and started her media company in 2017, Kijik Productions, to fulfill her passion for storytelling and reconnecting Indigenous youth to their culture and identity. Erica also runs a program at the Broadway Neighborhood Center and mentors youth in video production. I am so happy to have you here today. Welcome to the podcast, Erica. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Good. So um, let's just jump right into it. You you really are a force in Indigenous filmmaking and digital media. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself, your roots, and uh, how you started your entrepreneurial journey? Well, in 2017, I was pregnant with my daughter and um, I had to sort of make that decision if I was going to go back to work full time. And at the time I was working for CBC as an associate producer for uh, uh, the national indigenous radio show unreserved. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had to make that choice because, you know, being a, being a new mom, I wasn't able to, you know, work full time and then do, do my, my freelancing part-time anymore. So it was really a decision. And um, it was probably one of the hardest decisions I made, but the best decision because that's really where my life changed was because mm-hmm. my passion was being able to tell stories the way that I wanted to tell stories and to work with community and to really you know help evolve our stories and make sure that they're coming from indigenous perspectives. So I really took a leap of faith in you know leaving my job of security. And just sort of testing the waters to see how it would be to go out on my own full time. And so I was able to do that while I was on maternity leave, actually. And I just realized through that that short amount of time um, that, you know, I was going to be okay because I had such a supportive community behind me, you Mm -hmm. know, that were that were wanting to work with me and to continue to support, you know, what I was doing and, and telling their stories and sharing community stories. Mm, I love that. I feel like, uh, I feel like I have the same story as you with my Mm -hmm. first business, with my baby moccasin business. It started Mm -hmm. when I was, uh, on maternity leave, Mm -hmm. um, sort of for funsies as well, because it was a part-time thing. And, and then, uh, it's, it's once you, uh, take that leap, eh? That's where, where the magic happens. And then you get a little bit more comfortable Mm -hmm. taking the leap, the further on you go, I guess, when you keep leaping is, uh, is what it is. So your passion for storytelling is clear. Um, can you share your approach to storytelling and give us a sense of, uh, the types of stories you tell? Sure. So for, for us and our team here, it's really taking an indigenous approach. And so one thing that's really important is that we're following, you know, our values and the stories that we, we do choose to, to, to help tell or to work with like different organizations. It always has to fall within our values and, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we're, we're kind of following those seven teachings and that everything that we're doing is to benefit community and help share our voices and amplify indigenous voices. So that's really the approach that, that we take. And, you know, we've had the opportunity to work with so many amazing organizations across Canada. And it's sometimes I'll hear clients or or people that I've helped tell their stories and and they'll, they'll often say that what, what we do is really medicine. And Mm -hmm. what makes, what makes us unique is that it's coming from an indigenous perspective. You know, we, we are involved in our ceremony and our cultures and really making sure that we're bringing that back. And it's, it's through that work 
and using video as a, as a tool to be able to share that knowledge for future generations. So we're really using it as, as, you know, cultural revitalization. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you do this all through, um, through videos, right? So what advice would you give to those listening today about how to share indigenous culture, um, through their business? I think it's important, first of all, to, to make sure that you're receiving guidance, um, when it comes to sharing stories of our culture, um, you know, make sure that you have somebody that you trust and who's knowledgeable, um, in the community, such as an elder or a knowledge keeper to sort of be there to guide you. And I, I was really lucky to have that through my, my elder, you know, the late Dave Kershane Jr. And he really guided me throughout my whole career and making sure that we were doing it in a good way and that mm-hmm. we were following protocol and, you know, making sure that everything, all the stories that we told were, were told respective, respectively and truthfully. And sort of, those were the values that re- he really instilled in me as a storyteller. You're so passionate about connecting youth with their culture, which I think is such important work. How do you do that through your business and the work in your community, connecting the youth with their culture? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, through that program that I started as a youth, um, I was able to connect to ceremony and connect to knowledge keepers. And growing up in the inner city, I didn't really have that in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, our family wasn't connected in that way, they were very Christianized. And so I felt very disconnected when I was young. And so when I was, when I was through that program, I was able to connect to different knowledge keepers and to my elder. And that really changed my life because it really instilled pride in who I was. And I wanted to reclaim that. I seen, I was able to see the beauty of where we come from, you know, the the true identity of who we are as Indigenous people. And I really embraced that. And, you know, and um, I got involved with with the Turtle Lodge and I was able to just sit with elders and document their stories for the past 11 years. And that was something that really just inspired me. And so I wanted to make sure that I was giving back to creating a space for other young people who are you know, living in an urban setting to be able to find those resources and to find elders within their community and you know, be able to get take that first step in in. Uh, learning about who they are Mm -hmm. and just changing that perspective that they have of themselves and becoming really confident in who they are and being able to share that. And I think that's really key in like the work that we're all doing is, is just going back to our original ways and and making sure that our young people are, you know, being, being proud of who they are because Mm -hmm. we, we come from such a beautiful culture. And so, you know, again, it's, it's through that work of video of sharing the knowledge and then also just, you know, taking the opportunity to go to, um, as many ceremonies as, as we can take them to, I think that's very important as well. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I, I hear this often, uh, people who don't grow up in community say that there was a disconnect between, um, themselves and ceremony and themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, community and all this and that. But I think even when you're growing up on reserve, there's still a disconnect as well, um, Mm -hmm. with that, because our elders who are the knowledge keepers, um, that was taken away from Mm -hmm. them. So like being able to document that is so important that regardless of if you're in community, you're not in community, um, that you can look back and, and see like, Oh, this was, this was our way of doing Mm -hmm. things and, um, really show the beauty to everyone. Um, I don't think the divide is as big as maybe we grew up thinking it was um, between, you know, in community and not Mm -hmm. in community or maybe just a different take on the word. But, um, yeah, I really um, 
I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Hmm. Um, so what have some of the biggest lessons through, uh, building Kijik, what have some of the biggest lessons been for you? Some of the biggest lessons, I guess, is just learning how to be an entrepreneur, I guess, because I didn't really get into this being like, oh, I'm going to own a business one day. It was more of my passion of storytelling and it sort of just led me to business. So Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of learning as I went, which was very challenging. And, you know, I had to go through a lot of hard lessons. Um, But every time, you know, it always made me stronger to learn, you know, just even financials and how to operate a business and how to market yourself and how to do those things. Like it was something I just never, never was, um, was taught. So, so uh, I had to just, yeah, a, a lot of hard lessons as I went. So I'm glad that, um, you know, I was able to have that experience and also the mentors in my life. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Having mentors was the biggest thing for me. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have them and can, for them to continue to support my career. And then just also learning as we expand is like not to wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing that I learned recently was like, like as you grow is like trying not to wear every single hat and, you know, trust in your team and, and as you're building. And so because we're, we're a service, um, you know, it's, it's challenging finding, you know, the, the right people. And we, we want to, you know, make sure that we're, we're pro- providing those opportunities to indigenous people. So we really have to build up our community within, within storytelling and filmmaking. So, so that's one thing that, you know, we're really channeling our energy to is supporting that growth. Hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that about, um, you know, you not knowing how to start a business. I think that people think that you have to go to a business school and, or uh-huh. these entrepreneurship schools, which really don't actually, um, exist. There's no school, there's uh-huh. ways that you can learn, but really it's all about like testing and learning things. Um, the hard way, I guess, um, and, yeah. and bouncing back from that. And I think that we need to tell our young people that all the time, like you uh-huh. learn by doing. And, uh, yeah. So I appreciate you, you sharing that. Uh-huh. Um, we loved having you as part of uh, the powwow pitch last year. Um, and now this year, uh, you pitched in your own funds to support the alumni fund. Can you uh, share with us a bit about that experience, about your powwow pitch experience and why you decided to give back to the mm-hmm. alumni network? For sure. Yeah, it was being a part of powwow pitch um, for the past two years was really an amazing opportunity. Like it, it, it definitely um, gave me more networking opportunities across Canada, which I'm very grateful for. And um, recently I actually, just from pitching in the previous one, um, I was reached out to by um, the forum pitch, which is also another national pitch competition for women entrepreneurs. And so I was able to make it to the semifinal round within that as well, which led to more networking. So it's just a really great opportunity for people to build their networks and build, you know, the more of that, um, awareness of what we're doing. And that's one of the things that I really took advantage of is, is sharing the importance of the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, also giving back, um, is really important to me in, in all areas of what I do, because, um, I really appreciate what, what's, you know, the, those, the opportunities that I received through all of the people that supported me throughout my career. So I try to give back in any way that I can, especially if it's going to benefit the next generation of people mm-hmm. of, of indigenous entrepreneurs or indigenous storytellers. I, you know, it's, I think that, um, it's, it's, if we can, then, then we must, you know, we must give back. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. If we, you just gave me goosebumps, if we can, then we must like, mm-hmm. really it's, it's that easy. And I think that a lot of us do it. It's in, it's part of, uh, it's part of everything we do, whether yeah. it's potluck, whether it's, you know, the powwow giveaways, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's in there. So exactly, that's uh, yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you and Kijik Productions? Are you working on uh, any new exciting projects that you uh, care to share? Yeah, this year um, I've really made it a goal to sort of shift my energy into building um, building up more in the uh, film and television industry. Mm. Uh, we do we do a lot of corporate and community stuff over the past years, and you know we always do films as well. But um, I really want to kind of get my foot in the door to do larger productions um, for film and television. So that's kind of where I'm hoping to go. And, um, hopefully, you know, we have quite a few projects lined up for this year. We're going to, we're, I'm actually directing two television or one television series for APTN and also, um, help helping with some writing on another television show. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a few things that are also in the works that I'm really excited about. Um, we are also looking at doing another documentary this year with, um, a very respected, um, residential school survivor that I'm, I'm helping him share his story so that, that's very uh, a, a project that's so dear to my heart that I'm really looking forward to helping him um, share his voice and, and use this medium for for his healing. So those are a few of the projects that we have happening this year. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> I, I was expecting like one thing, but all I kept hearing when you answered that question was collaborate. Collaborate, collaboration. Exactly. (laughs) Um, We're busy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Okay. So final question for today. Can you share any final pieces of advice or messages uh, that you want to share with Indigenous entrepreneurs out there? I would like to say, um, you know, never give up and always try to push yourself outside of your comfort zone to, you know, try new things. And, and because that's the best way to do, to do it, you know what I mean? And you, you, you don't, like we were saying earlier, you know, if, if it's something that you don't have training in, you know, just, just push through it and and find those supports and those mentors to be there for you. And, you know, we can go so far. There's so much opportunities for us as indigenous people within, you know, our entrepreneurship or, or anything that you want to do. If you're passionate about it, follow that, you know, because we all were given a gift. We're all here for a purpose. And, you know, I found mine at, a, at an early age and that's to be a storyteller. So I followed that. And so I want to encourage everybody to really seek out your gift and, and use that, um, you know, to uplift your community and, and, you know, finding entrepreneurship, just be passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how you find your gift, right? Mm-hmm. Is when you're doing it and you feel passionate when you feel exactly. that excitement. Yes. So keep going, keep following that. Mm-hmm. So where can people go to connect with you and learn more about all these, uh, these few little businesses, uh, <laughs> that these few projects that you have going on? Yeah. People can connect with me, um, on our, they could reach out to us through our website, which is kijikproductions.com. We're also on Facebook, Kijik Productions on TikTok. We just recently started. We're pretty excited about that. And then Instagram as well and Twitter. So either of those social medias is a great way to connect with us. 
Wow, you're you're everywhere. Good for you. <laughs> well, uh, Kachimi Gwetch, thank you so much, yes. Erica, for sharing uh, your passion for storytelling uh, with reconnecting youth with their culture and uh, sharing your story a bit about your entrepreneurial journey with us today. We're we're super proud of all the work um, that you've been doing and to have you as part of the Power Pitch community. So um, we're we're gonna keep an eye out for you and keep watching <laughs> all the uh, awesome work that you're doing, Kachimi Gwetch. Yeah, thank you so much, Sunshine. Miigwech. Thank you for joining us today on the Powwow Pitch Podcast, dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Powwow Pitch Competition, the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards, the Powwow Pitch Box, and other opportunities for you and your business. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Tanasco. Miigwech.